Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Rejoice always. I will say it again. Rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord Jesus Christ is near. Be joyful always. Pray continually. Give things in all give thanks in all circumstances for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Be joyful always. Pray without ceasing in all circumstances give thanks to God through Christ for this is God's will. That is what Paul admonishes the church in Philippians and the church in Thessalonica. He says they must rejoice, they must pray without ceasing. And that same admonition comes to you and me. Apostle Paulus o khothatsa kereke ya ya ba Philippe. Gaolo nya bone temaneng ya bone. Eh le kereke ya 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 ba Thessalonica in 1 Thessalonians 5:16. O re ho bona thabang moreneng ka mehla nyakalang ho yena o re bonolo ba lona ka pamolemo wa lona o go bona ha lo bo hlobane mogana Jesu o haufi o bolela ba a o buela hape o bolela bana ba Thessalonica are thabang ka mehla le rapeleng le sa phetse me maemong o hle le fane ka tebo ho morena ho bane ke thato ya so this morning, I'm, I'm, I'm asking myself this question. Why is the Bible so keenly, why is it so keen to forever admonish us, to encourage us to do things that are hard, that are difficult, that are practically, naturally impossible? Perhaps the answer lies in the, the topic that we are dealing with, the spirit you have received. Perhaps the truth is because the Bible is aware, it is written with an awareness that we are given an ability to do things beyond the natural. So, perhaps we should look into that possibility. We should, we should stop just thinking, things are always hard. How can I rejoice when things are hard? I mean, you look in, into the, the realities of our country, the nations of the world, you look at Africa, you look at the devastation, the destitute, the poverty, the, the crime, the corruption. Repeat, <laughs> 
Isn't it the spirit that enables us to go beyond the natural? Well, let me greet you. But let me greet you in the wonderful and precious name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So it is quite a privilege for you and me to be in a position where we are empowered by the Spirit of God and it is my joy even as it were this morning to, to know that the Word of God is able to strengthen us. The Holy Spirit is able to empower us for whatever seems impossible. So as we, we, we delve into the Word today, there's obviously so many things we can chat about, things we've been praying about throughout the week things that relate to the country and different matters, whether they be personal, whether they be communal. So on that note, um, let me just pray for us. Let me pray that as we speak and continue on the subject of the spirit we have received, you and I, God will enable us to hear him well, to follow well, and that we will say these things with conviction, with the Holy Spirit, and with great clarity. Won't you just join me in prayer? Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for the mercies that I knew every morning. We thank you that despite the challenges that we face, we, despite all the things that vie for our attention, our attention, despite of all the opposition, the demonic opposition we may experience, we are on the winning side because we are on the side of God. And if we be on your side and if God be on our side who can be our against us so we thank you that nothing will separate us from your love that is in Christ Jesus so we choose to rejoice it's hard it's hard with all these things that are happening but we believe that in you there is victory in the name of Jesus Christ amen Rejoice in the Lord always. Tell the person next to you, Rejoice in the Lord. Last week we, 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 start off, we started off reading in the book of 2 uh, Timothy chapter 1, verse 7, where we were told that we have not been given the spirit of Timidity, but the spirit of power, of love, and a sound mind. Now, in, in talking last week, we, we sought to 
unpack a bit on the idea carried by the word receive. Ribuisa na haholo kamokota ba olintun lena leo leo tunki amohel. And in that place, we spoke about receiving as an act of divine endowment, where God gives to us through His providence what we have not asked for or qualified in any way for. Harabua beka fitileng kau amuela. Rabuila ormu dimu ure falu resita kanto teiteng resamu kupa kapa resibu emong baor reatwanele yao amuela ntotein. Yar haritwela pele rabua tabaya hore. Hu amuheli swengu tu ahumu dimu. The next step kapa khato ya bubedi kuri jwale liru na ri amuhele hulatela tato ya run. So the next part of the word received that we endeavored to expound on is that which is our own personal act of volition, our will to receive. In other words, it is where we then made an example where the, 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 the visitors may have come visiting us on account of their own will, but it is also our responsibility to invite them in, to accept them in, to receive them in. And the third part that we looked at was the, the, the usage as part of what finalizes the process of receiving, that that which I receive to show that I, I am grateful and I've received it, I, 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 I express it in the form of usage or partaking in it. You know, I was just thinking of a simpler thing that if someone uh, made a swimming pool for you, you wouldn't walk around, you know. Um, even if how people swim, if you can't swim, you would still just, you know, uh, put your feet inside the water. Yeah, but that means you must at least learn to swim. So, having said that, we expounded a lot on that. We spoke about the Holy Spirit and the and the and the demonic spirits. And we expanded on the idea that the Holy Spirit is multifaceted. He enables us to do multiple things that uh, evil spirits are not able to do. Because he is God. And we, we spoke about the body as a host of God's divine purposes. So this week we want to explore further three other possibilities or three other processes in the receiving of the Spirit. Mind you, I have not at this point sought to say anything about the gifts of the Spirit and so on and so forth. It is not my intention over the next, at least this week and next week, to talk about that. My intended purpose is to help you and me to 
as we, we think about what it means to walk in the Spirit, to live in the Spirit, firstly, to be aware that we cannot live in the Spirit unless we allow the Holy Spirit who lives in us to express himself through us. Amen. So, the first thing I want to uh, establish for us today is this. Is that spirit, whether it be the Holy Spirit or any other spirit, when they come into a person, they come with forms of impartations into that person's life. And so when we speak of receiving the Spirit, there must be an expectation. Last week we spoke about the fact that the first expectation is that he's going to dwell and if we accept him to come and dwell, then we relinquish the... the, the, the the right to, to, to lead ourselves. I'm going to, to read some of the aspects where I will ask you to follow and make notes and write comments for yourself around the thinking that is it necessary to relinquish the right to lead ourselves if the Holy Spirit is in our lives. So, in other words, if you are under the influence of any spirit, there's going to be an impartation into your life. In other words, when I have received a particular spirit, that endowment would have come if I allow the influence, I give permission. It means I will allow myself to be influenced by that particular spirit. And that influence will come as my way of operating. So you have that which you receive induces in you a form of conduct, a form of way of living, a form of operating. So, what are the things that we can expect the spirits to impart? Number one, the spirits 
impart their personage. Talking of the Holy Spirit, when he comes into our life, he imparts his personage, number one. Number two, he imparts his power or his abilities. And number three, he expresses himself through us. So, what I have more halalelang. Utsulela karu yena, buyena bahai. Butu kapabumudimu bahai. Kapi, yabebedi. Utsulela mata kapabuhoni bahai huets and totay ten kaharuma pilaru. Abakatella asaisa tusume to ya hai ma pilongaruna. So let's start with the idea of the impartation of the personage. With the personage of the Holy Spirit, let's take the verse that we read last week. We'll read more verses this week. In 2 Timothy 1, 7, 7, he says, Paul, but we have received the Spirit, the Holy Spirit of power. What does power include? Power is mostly the ability to function of his impartation. Of love, that is his attributes, his personage, and of a sound mind. That's another, his cognitive attributes. Uta horuna, ili moyawa kelelo, ili moyawa walerato, ili moyawa wamata. Mata abon sabuhoni bahai, kelelolerato di bonsa similosahai ilimoyo halalela. Now, that impartation, we would expect that when someone has received such impartation, they will also reflect that. Because remember, it's you receive. Endowment, you give permission by accepting it, and then you express it. So when we receive the personage of the Holy Spirit, we, are, we receive what others have called the communicable attributes of God. In other words, there are attributes of God that are exclusively God, and there are attributes of God that God chooses to share with us, like knowledge, like love, like uh, wisdom, and so on and so forth. Now, let us explore some of the attributes that we would expect to be in our lives. If you read in, 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 in Isaiah chapter 11, speaking of the Holy Spirit that was to come upon Jesus, the very um, Spirit that when he came, Jesus says, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has anointed me. What does that mean? He has given me the abilities. He has anxioned me to do the things that I otherwise would not be able to do in the natural. But 
But for now, we are looking at the impartation of the personage, which means that which will change your character, that which will inform and give people a different view of your personality that has changed, and that which will change your temperament. Kuri, Risheba, Ditito, Tamayo Halalelam, Kapa Tusumit, Kapa Teo Aditulelambo Pelombahao, who fetula similo sahao, Likata Meleahao, Batu, Limina Hanweahao, eighty billion. In Isaiah eleven, I'm reading from verse one. It says, a shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse. From his roots and a branch will bear fruit. The spirit of the Lord will rest on him. Hello, So, in a sense, when God pours his spirit upon us, when the spirit comes to rest upon us, he regenerates us, he lives in us and he empowers us. These are the few things that can be said. The spirit of the Lord will rest on him. Number one, the spirit of wisdom. The end of understanding. The spirit of counsel and of power. The spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. And he, okay, let me put it this way. So it says there will be these impartations of the counsel of God, of the fear of the Lord. These things, when they come, when the Holy Spirit comes, those things are imparted to us. Isn't it amazing that we claim to have received the Spirit of God and such is not an evidence of His presence in our lives? If you look at the decisions that we make, a lot of them shows there's no wisdom. What would be the outcome, the expression of that which would have come upon Christ? The Bible says, And he will delight in the fear of the Lord. He will not judge by what he sees with his eyes or decide by what he hears with his ears. But with righteousness, he will judge the needy. With justice, he will give decisions for the poor of the earth. He will stack the earth with the rod of his mouth. With the breath of his lips, he will slay the wickedness. Righteousness will be his belt and faithfulness the search around his faith. His waist, rather. In other words, when the Spirit comes, 
Not only does he impart that you become wise, you, ha- you are a person of counsel, but that does not just stay in you. The Bible says it will express itself that now how you treat people becomes an overflow of what you have received. The spirit you received induces an overflow of the nature of God towards other people. Isn't it amazing that we have received the the spirit of God, but our attitude and conduct to other people is contrary to who that who the person we have received let me put it this way. When he comes, how do we know he imparts these things? The Bible says he's the spirit of love. Now, when you read in Romans chapter 5, the Bible tells you and me that hope does not disappoint. In Romans 5, let me read from verse 5 you know it says and hope does not disappoint because god has poured out his love into our hearts by the holy spirit whom he has given he's the spirit of love therefore he has imparted he has poured the pouring has happened what is lacking is the overflowing of that which has been poured The impartation has happened at many levels. For now, we're talking about the personage. But we were, we, he's the spirit of peace. Christ says, peace I give unto you. The Bible talks to us about the mind of Christ. We'll read about that. So the impartation of these things, we are full of these things. But we fail to express. Why? I'm going to come back. Let me just tie up tie two other points to this. We're going to come to the idea that the impartation is personage, is power and expression. We have on the surface spoken about that. saruna but it is important to realize that now that heaven has poured and we are filled, the feeling naturally must lead as it flows, flows, flows. Anything you are full of, if you are pressed, leads to an overflow. If the source of pouring continues, in this case, if Christ continue to, to fill us, we will overflow. The Bible speaks of Peter standing before the sign of the dream. It says, 
Peter filled with the Holy Spirit. How, how, what was the expression? He started to do, to address people that he feared before because now he was expressing an overflow of the infilling, an overflow of the pouring, an overflow of the receiving. Okay, so I want us to look then at the idea that what we have received and what we may be full of because we, we receive through the will, our own will as well, we do not always choose to express the overflow of what we received. Because remember, the influence does not just come from the Holy Spirit. So the spirit we receive is not always the spirit through which we choose to operate. Our will to operate activates whatever other spirit we've given the right to influence us. So I want to read from the book of Luke. Luke chapter 9. In Luke chapter 9, the Bible says, I'm reading from, uh, let me take it from verse 51, but I, I want verse 55. Uh, different verses give different renditions. How will Kalao 51? When you get to 55, the petulalazefapani, but this is what I want us to read in the New King James Version or the King James Version. I'm reading from verse 51. It says, Now it came to pass when the time had come for him to be received up that he steadfastly set his face to go to Jerusalem and sent messengers before his face. And as they went, they entered a village of the Samaritans to prepare for him. But they did not receive him. See, that's an act of the will. The people, he had already been there, he had come, but they did not receive him. They did not exercise their will to welcome him. Because his face was set for the journey to Jerusalem. And when his disciples... James and John, the sons of thunder, so this they said, Lord, do you want us to command fire to come down from heaven and consume them just as Elijah did? But he turned and rebuked them. Most virgins will stop there. And said, you do not know what manner of spirit you are of. What is he saying? You don't know what manner of spirit you are should be or are at this point operating in. For the Son of Man did not come to destroy men's lives, but to save them. What are we hearing? I'm saying, whilst the Holy Spirit comes into our life and imparts all these divine attributes, the divine abilities and the possibility of expressing His power and His presence in our lives, our will is the gatekeeper for that expression. If we do not will what he wills, 
we will go and operate contrary to who we are inside. Because inside we are children of God, we love God, we do. But the, the outward expression has to first depend on the will to will what God is willing. Then, that influence, the, the outward expression would either be the carnal, the flesh, or the, the, the demonic spirit, or the Holy Spirit, depending on the will. Who does our will open the gate for? So now they say, should we kill these people? Jesus, when he rebukes them, he says, you don't know the manner of spirit by which you are operating. Two interpretations can be given to that. The one interpretation is that he's saying to them, you don't know that you have received the Holy Spirit, therefore this kind of vengeful, vindictive, arrogant attitude is no longer your portion. However, that's the one side. The other side could be that at that very moment, just like Peter, Peter was a man of God, but at one point, in his operation, he was influenced by a satanic spirit. Hence, Jesus had to say to the spirit, Get thee behind me, Satan. You do not have the things of God in your mind. In a similar manner, this time, these guys could at this point be influenced by a demonic, vengeful, satanic spirit. And what could Jesus be saying to them? You are not discerning that at this point, the influence under which you are operating is not of God. I'm just making the point that the spirit that we have received as children of God, by act of our will, is not always the spirit by which we operate or operate under whose influence, his influence. We sometimes choose the other influences because we are, as it were, influenced by the Holy Spirit, by demonic spirit and the flesh. So, let me just read as we try and bring some kind of a conclusion to what we want to say today. The point of today is this, is that you and I, we can talk about 
I have the Holy Spirit. I have received the Spirit of God. What are you expecting to see? Most people are expecting. They received the Holy Spirit. Then they spoke in tongues. That, that is true. But you see, you still miss the point. The point is that impartation is not just the gifts of the Spirit. The primary impartation, you see, Jesus didn't speak in tongues. You see? So, but he had the Spirit without measure. That is why he doesn't pray for us to speak in tongues. Uri, Kamalimi, as a fella, a secondary thing to the fact that his spirit has come into our lives. On the contrary, he prays that we be one with him and the Father. We must be conformed to his likeness. We must express him as we have received him. So, here's the idea. I'm going to finish off by reading. And as I read, uh, just follow in your own Bible. I want you to follow these ideas. Number one, we're trying to combine the ideas we spoke about last week to the ideas that we are uh, picking on this week. And then we'll add some ideas next week, next week. The first idea was that the Holy Spirit comes, he dwells in us, and that in dwelling in us, he wants us to relinquish control so that he can control and guide us, and that in guiding us, he can influence, he can impart certain things. That's the first idea. So I'm going to read that. Then I'm going to uh, read other parts of scripture for you to just try and ask yourself what level of impartation I'm expecting. In your life. So we're reading in um, Romans chapter 8. So, won't you just go with me to Romans chapter 8? We are going to read, just pick those ideas. We're starting. Let's start in, in, in verse 1. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit of life set me free from the law of sin and death. I'm enabled. For what the law was powerless to do in that it was weakened by the sinful nature, God did by sending his own Son in the likeness of a sinful man to be a sin offering and... So he condemned sin in the sinful man in order that the righteous requirements of the law might be fully met in us who do not live according to the sinful nature, the influence of the carnal nature, 
but according to the Spirit. Those who live according to the sinful nature have their minds, you see, there's an influence of the carnal. The, 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 the influence of the flesh is on the mind as much as the spirit is on the mind. We'll look into those. It says, those who live according to the sinful nature have their minds set on what the nature desires, but those who live in accordance with the spirit have their minds set on what the spirit desires. On what the spirit desires. Bala bala bela se batwang kimoyoa halalela. Those who live according to the, 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 the spirit set their minds on what the spirit desires. The mind of a sinful man is death, but the mind controlled. You hear? Controlled. So the mind controlled. By who? By the spirit is life and peace. So you can have your mind controlled by the canal or the demonic or by the spirit. And that is you. You are the one who gives that permission through your will. The sinful mind is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. Those controlled by the sinful nature, cannot please God. You, however, are controlled not by the sinful nature, but by the Spirit of God, if the Spirit of God lives in you. The expectation here is that what you have received in the form of the Spirit must control your life. If the Holy Spirit lives in you, then your mind must be controlled by the Spirit. How many how long? Apela karwet. Kelo lo how? Itamia ola ola ki moyo halalela. Like I said last week, I'm guilty as charged. And then, where are we already? Okay. Verse ten. But if Christ is in you, your body is dead because of sin. Yet your spirit is alive because righteousness. Of because of righteousness. And if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, we come to that condition, whom that you have received, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who lives in you. Therefore, brothers, we have an obligation, but it is not to the sinful nature to live according to it. For if you live according to the sinful nature, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death, listen, you and I want to do right. But the Bible says, if the Holy Spirit lives in us, he will control our minds, which means we would be surrendered to his thinking. We will explore that for next week. We will will what he wills so that we can think what he thinks. But where I want of to, to, to kind of lend it is here. We can only put to death the sinful acts of the body, of the flesh, through the Holy Spirit. It's amazing how many of us want to repent. But 
we have no desire to totally realize that surrender to the Holy Spirit is the only way grace comes, but grace is acted upon. Grace is the outworking of God's presence by His Spirit. The Bible says the work of the the, the sanctifying work of the Holy Spirit. So our ability to go through sanctification is both by the Word of God and the Spirit of God. So it would be futile for a person to say, I have received the Holy Spirit, I'm anointed. They can lay hands on the sick and the sick recover and so on and so forth. But the fact that they control of the Holy Spirit has not been relinquished to the Holy Spirit. People still want, they want to go have crusade and still rebel in their heart. That is why you can prophesy because that's the work of the power of the Spirit upon you, not so much the the, the, the work of the Spirit living in you, changing your character. The impartation of the personage, of the personage you trampling it under food. You want the impartation of the abilities. And so you can express his abilities without his personage. In a similar manner, you can express the abilities of demonic forces. So both a carnal person and a demoniac, both of them can prophesy. Both of them can heal the sick. Both of them can do all these things that we see happening in the Bible, not by the Spirit of God. The problem is when God has to say to these people, I never knew you because you never accepted my personage. I would like to pray for us. Um, what I want to pray for you and me is a simple prayer this morning. Is that you and I can seek. Let's go look in the mirror of the word of God and actually say, am I conforming to the likeness of Jesus? Or do I want to use Jesus as a camouflage of being a good person? So let us go and seek inner reformation, inner change. Repentance that shows fruit, not just worldly sorrow. Shall we pray? Our Heavenly Father, the truth of our lives is that we are your children. But because we have not fully decided to conform to your likeness so that in character we are like you and eventually in expression, in conduct, in lifestyle, we, we reveal you and we reflect you. We end up failing you in many ways, we fail ourselves. We are disappointed. We have so many last time since I'm doing it for the last time, Lord, it won't happen again. 
but because there's no way to put to death the, the deeds of the flesh without the Holy Spirit, we keep failing, Lord. Help us to realize that from the day of Pentecost is the era of the Spirit. There is no wisdom trying to do the things that we are doing without you, Holy Spirit. Even right now, I pray for a person who's there who says, I don't know Jesus Christ as Lord. I have never accepted him as Lord and Savior. If you are there, can I just tell you, the Holy Spirit is the one who regenerates us. He's the one who convicts us that we are sinners. So if you are there, won't you just pray with me this prayer? Lord, in the name of Jesus, I bring my unrepentant heart before you. Heal me from wickedness and foolishness. I believe in my heart that you raised Jesus from the dead. And I does confess him willingly as Lord and Savior. Come, Lord Jesus, and be my Savior and my Lord, now and always. Amen. Thank you, saints. We will continue next week again to explore other aspects of this topic. Have a wonderful week ahead. <laughs>